1 John chapter 3, verses 18 through 22. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you for truth. Thank you for assurance. Thank you for pure hearts, forgiving hearts, thankful hearts. Thank you for Jesus Christ who changed our hearts when he saved us, when he died for our sins on Calvary. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 John, John's whole theme, John's whole theme, we've been on John for a long time now, is for us to know. John wants his people to know. He was saying it earlier this morning, to know that they are of the truth. Truth meaning they are of Christ. They are saved. They are assured of salvation when they stand before the Lord and glory. That's it. That's the preacher's job is to make sure that the people know that they are of the truth and shall be assured of their standing on that great day. Amen. Everything else is small potatoes. Okay, and we can be great theologians and great teachers, but we don't teach assurance. We've dropped the ball. We've dropped the ball. He starts off in 18. I'm going to get to verse 920 where we're going to talk about today. He says, my little children, John, John, John is talking to these folks like little children. It's a statement of love. My little children. Amen. And then he says, a warning statement, let us not, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, meaning let's not be talkers. Let's not just talk about this. You know, we, and you, 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 you heard it, you go into churches and, 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 and you walk in the door and the pastor, we are, we are a loving church. And we are a loving church, and, and, and you have to look real hard to see some love, okay? So, so, so John is saying, don't be like that. Just this love, let's not love and just word. You know, if you ever heard somebody just love and word, don't back it up. But I, what do I always say about love? I, I, I pick with you guys all the time, and I know everybody in here is, is, is love one another. I know you. I know everybody in here is married, love their wives, and everyone in here is married, love their husband. I know Cindy loves me, okay? I ain't bragging. I ain't boasting. I just know it. I told her on the way to church this morning. I said, you know what? I wouldn't even hesitate to marry you again. I, I, like a boss, right, Columbus? Jake, you taking notes? 
I said, I wouldn't hesitate to marry you again. Okay? She was like, really? See ya? <laughs> Let us not love in word. Back it up. Neither in tongue. Here we go. But in deed and in truth, okay? Now, now what he's talking about, he goes back a couple, couple books, a couple verses. You, you see somebody with a need. You examine that need, and you see they got a need, you see they, they got an issue, they got a problem, and you have the resources to help them. What should you do? That's right. Help them. Now, now listen now. Make sure we examine that need. Okay? We're not talking about being foolish. Some folks have needs because they're foolish. Mm -hmm. All right? I'm talking about a brother. I ain't talking about someone on the street holding up a cardboard sign. I'm talking about a brother that you have a relationship with, that you know about, that you know they are good people that love the Lord. And sometimes in your love in the Lord, you will run into some adversities. Amen. Okay? Now you got to love them. Love ain't cheap. See, see, the, see, the world love is cheap. It's cheap. Love ain't cheap. Remember, I told you the story. Somebody said, "Well, you know, I think I'm falling in love." Oh, well, okay. You better check it out. Do you have the resources to fall in love? Love is expensive. I know I'm talking truth. Okay? Do, do, you, do you have the heart to fall in love? Can you, are you about reconciliation? Come on, let's talk to me. You, you, you be in love with somebody, you're going to have some ups and downs. Okay? You got to know how to fight properly. You got to know how to battle properly. You got to know how to argue properly. All this stuff comes in the whole package. Okay? Here's the main thing for me. Here's the main thing for me. Commitment. Are you committed? Are you committed? See, 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 Cindy and I, we ain't even talking about divorce. That don't, that I, that's not even in the conversation. Okay? We don't, we don't have arguments to go there. We don't argue a whole lot. Okay? We don't talk about the D word. That's off grounds. Now you've gone too far, Cindy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so let's keep moving. And hereby, here's our word, 11 times in, in 1 John. Hereby, because of this, hereby we know. Know what? You want to know you're saved. Amen. Don't you want to know? I mean, think about people you love. Think about, think about the people closest to you, the people you love the most. What's the greatest, what's the greatest thing they can do for you? Think about this. If the people you're the closest to, you, them the people you want to make sure that they saved. Okay? Listen, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all, you see, I know y'all pay attention to the news around here. Folks dying. Somebody say, folks dying that they never died before. Amen. Okay. Now, now, I, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm saying this should be painful. But if I get the news that somebody in this church have, has died, that would be painful. That would be troubling. But you know what would bring me assurance? You know what would bring me peace? You know what? You know what would give me the strength to, to utilize that person? Some of y'all say here, I don't know how you did it. You you eulogize your father. You love your father. You eulogize your father. And hey, listen, what no made it easy? I knew where he was going. I knew he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I knew that. Amen. What about what about when Teddy passed away? Wasn't that difficult? Not really. We all got to do it. Y'all hear me say, uh, have I ever preached a sermon where I haven't said that? Have I ever preached a eulogy where I haven't said that? We all got to do it. Casket stock never falls. Okay? They making caskets on Sunday. They working overtime. Okay? So, 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 so when John is saying, hereby we know that we are of the truth. He's talking about these people that he loved. I, I can't imagine it being a, a 5,000 mega church. I don't believe none of the apostles because of the way they preach. And I don't want y'all. See, some people, some people would think, well, John was, John was, you know, he was a nice guy. He was a nice. If I had to compare John to a preacher today, he would be like Joel Osteen. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, he wouldn't. Let me, let me tell you why. Let me give you a story. Here's John. One of, one of his names, one of his names was him and his brother. Anybody know it? Sons of Thunder. So, so Jesus, Jesus was going into, was going into the Samarian city, and the Samaritans wasn't, wasn't ready for John or Jesus. They didn't want to hear Jesus. They didn't prepare for Jesus. And here's what John said. Let me read the story in Luke 9, 52. And he says, and he sent messengers before his face. They went and entered into the village of Samaritans to, be, to make ready for him. They say, Jesus is coming. Get it together. We want to make sure that the people are able to hear what he has to say. Now watch what the Samaritans did. And they did not receive him because his face was, though he would go to Jerusalem and the Samaritans had a problem with Jerusalem and they didn't want Jesus to talk to them first and then go to Jerusalem because they was as full of hate and up in rage. And when his disciples, John and James and John saw this, verse 54, they said, Lord, will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as Elias did? Sounds how soft guy. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. John wasn't nobody to mess with. The Bible said John was on the island of Patmos, Revelation 1 9. Why? For the testimony of Jesus. Amen. He was there because he preached it and didn't care who heard it. He wasn't no ear tickler. Okay? All right, let me, let me get to my verse. I'm just backtracking. It's Brandon's first day here. I want to make sure I want to get him up to speed. I use that as an excuse. <laughs> and hereby we know that we are of the truth. Why? That's important. It's important that we be of the truth. What was happening in what was happening to these people John was talking to? What was happening to these new believers? Folks was coming in and telling them that Jesus didn't die on the cross, that Jesus wasn't the Son of God, that he that it was Gnosticism was taking over, and they was being confused by what they was hearing. And this is why you got to know what you know. 
Amen. You got to know what you know. And you know what? I always always use the, 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 the story about bank tellers. And they say, well, how does a bank teller know that it's fake money? Okay. Cindy used to work at a bank and, 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 and they just count money, count money, count money, count And, and this feel funny. You count money all day, real money, real money, real money. And then somebody slipped you some monopoly money. Don't feel right. That's right. So, so what I try to do, if I keep giving you the truth, I give you the truth, I give you the truth every day. And somebody tell Christine over her building, you know what, if you don't speak in tongues, you ain't saved. Christine said, get up out of here with that. Amen. I'm saved because I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose from the grave. Amen. That's it. Go on with that. And then what you do? I know you do. So, so hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. That's so important. That's a huge verse. I hope y'all see the, 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 the magnitude of these verses. Sometimes we, sometimes we want to get flippant with the scripture and just speed on through. But to, to be assured, we talked last week, that means persuaded. That means, that word means, that person's been persuaded. I'm trying to persuade you. I'm trying to persuade you. If you don't believe, I'm trying to persuade you to believe. That's my job. I want you to believe. I want you to believe the word of God. And if you don't believe, I want God to do to you what he did to Lydia. Amen. Open up your heart and give you the faith to believe. I want somebody to say, well, you know, cry out, God, give me the faith to believe what that man is saying. Because it's really hard for me to understand. Because you're going to stand before the Lord. That's what this text is saying. To assure our hearts before him with the day we stand before the Lord. And you're not standing. I'm not going to be next to you. Mm-hmm. Saying, go ahead. Turn. That's, that was in First John. No. You're going to stand before the Lord. He gonna, he, your entrance and your, your judgment is going to be based on what you know Amen. about his son, Jesus Christ, who died for your sins. All right. So let's move on. For if our heart condemn us not. If you study these passages, some, some people say, but well, these are some of the most difficult passages to teach. Let's see how we do. For if our heart condemn us not, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Everybody in there has had their hearts condemn them. Everybody. Based on based on 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 the fact that our hearts our hearts are are a source of all our thoughts and emotions. It controls how we think and believe. You know. And, and, and. So if you do something crazy out of the ordinary, say something crazy, you don't even have to verbalize it. Anybody ever been there? Uh-huh. Amen. You know. I mean, you 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 somebody the light that turned green. And this man is still sitting at the light. And it's a long light. It's one of them Raccoon Road, Mahoney Avenue lights where it's like, if you miss this light, you're going to be here another five minutes. And he on the phone and the light is turning yellow. And you didn't say it. (laughs) Okay? You know, one of the things, one of the things that I admired, and I admired a lot of things about Deacon Nails. I admired a lot of things about Deacon Nails. 
But one of the things that I admired the most when Deacon Nelson would get up to get up to pray or to say something, you know, y'all remember what he used to always say, Lord. If there's anything in my heart that I, I haven't asked you to forgive me for, if there's somebody I haven't asked to, if, haven't forgiven, he would say that. And I was like, man, that's interesting. Because sometimes we just jump, we just hop right in the presence of God. We just hop right in the presence of God. We haven't, we haven't thought about anything. We just, we just show up. Show up. And we, 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 don't, we don't think about things. Let me give you an illustration. Let me see. Sometimes the Bible just help me out. Here's Jesus. Jesus is teaching one day. He's teaching. The place is probably full because Jesus was teaching. Okay, and and it was a full house. The Bible says it was a full house. John eight one. Y'all know this story, but watch how this plays out because these folks showed up, and they didn't think they wasn't thinking, but they they're gonna be convicted. Watch this story. And early in the morning, he came into the temple of John 8, 1 and 2. And all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. He's teaching. Jesus is teaching. Imagine that. He's teaching and he's got everybody's undivided attention. They're hanging on every word. They're hanging on every word. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst. Taken in the very act of adultery. Watch what they say. Because they mouth. See sometimes your mouth. An uncontrolled mouth. Get you in trouble. Amen. Now they just talking. They just talking. See. Sometimes we talk too much. Yeah. I know I do. I went overboard. I said too much. Uh-huh. Amen. I, see I love you Jake. Just, see. see just, this is why. I know I talk too much. And he said, I know too. <laughs> I heard you way back there. Watch this now. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, I mean, this Bogart the place. He's talking maybe like this is set up, and they just brought her and set her right here in front of Jesus with a sheet covering her. And they said unto him, Master. That's fake. That's fake. Mm-hmm. You don't do the master like that. You will never interrupt the master like that. Amen. Okay? Amen. You know, the, I wouldn't interrupt my father. My father talking back when the day, back in the day when the parents was talking, you wasn't able to, you wasn't coming up in there talking. That's right. Now, 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 you be talking, you be two, two adults talking, kid come right up. I only did it once, pow. Okay. <laughs> Stay out of grown folks' conversation. That's how it was. Okay. And you get a little jazzy. My mother would get, you know, this is A and B conversation. So see yo, and she would use the A word. Yeah. <laughs> and they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery. Circle that in. In adultery. I mean, they set this thing up. Okay? Watch. In the very act. Now, the Bible usually don't get this, this graphic. But they wanted to know they caught this woman in the very act of adultery. Now, Sylvia was here. She said, what about the man? What about the man? I know. I know. She here in spirit. 
Now Moses and the law commanded us, they still talk and see, they still talk themselves into a corner. See, they get ready. Can we relate to this story? We ever talked ourselves into a corner? I know this stuff means something. They talking themselves right into a corner because Jesus ain't saying nothing. He said, keep on talking. Keep on talking. Keep on talking because I'm getting ready to show you who I am. I'm, he getting ready to say, I'm more than a master. Okay? Now, now, they keep down. They keep talking now. Now, Moses, because they love Moses. See, they love the law. The Pharisees love the law. They had no grace about it. They didn't care about grace. All they was about was point the finger. Okay? Now, Moses. What did Jesus tell him later on? He says, listen, before Moses, I am. What I Oh, that upset them. Oh, that upset them. They got hot again. But listen, but, but now Moses in the law commanded us that, that such should be stoned. But what does, but what says thou? They didn't care what he said. They had an agenda. They were trying to catch him. And this they said, verse 6, tempted him that they might have, in a, to, have to accuse him. What was the point? What would have happened to all of us if they could have accused him of anything? If they could have found a fault in Jesus, guess what? Wouldn't be no church. His blood wouldn't be precious. They, they, see, these were the devil's workers. Okay? See, see, sometimes some of, the, some of the God's, the devil's greatest workers sit behind pulpits. Some of God's greatest workers sit behind pulpits. Know how I know? Because in 2 Corinthians 11 it says, And Satan has his ministers who disguise themselves as what? Angels of light. They, they, they say everything wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Right. And they so smooth. Some folks get saved because, not because they hear the word, but because the preacher is so smooth. Mm. He looks oh. so good. He's so smooth. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, listen, he, he, he's so smooth. But what's wrong with that kind of salvation? Uh-huh. See, if somebody can save you because they're so smooth, that means somebody can unsave you because they're smoother. Oh, okay. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Paul wasn't smooth. Amen. Paul wasn't smooth. Paul said, I didn't come to you. I didn't come at you with excellency of speech. And Paul was like, me and Jake. We stumble and bumble. Well, we get it. We get it out. It might take a little more work than you know. Some of y'all saw today. He's a smooth operator. He's a smooth operator. I, I, ain't, I ain't not smooth. Uh, amen. Columbus over there. Now watch this. Let's stay here. Now Moses in the law commanded us such should be stone. They were stone. They didn't set this lady up. Set her up. See, this is how this is how devil work. His job is what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Now they didn't set this woman up. Now they didn't wait for her to be in the in the in the in the act of adultery, and then they grab her, lay her in front of Jesus. Hmm. And now they say she should be stoned, and they would have stoned her. They would have stoned her. And they said this tempting that they might have an excuse 
to have to accuse him, but Jesus stooped down. Uh-oh. And with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking, continued running their mouth and talking, he lifted up himself and said unto them, here's his first words, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Now, what he said, it probably has so much more power than mm. me saying it. Because he was saying it with an all-knowing consciousness, an all-knowing mind. Jesus knew everything about these folks. He knew everything. See, I, if I say that, I don't have a clue what's, what, what y'all into. Okay, I can get on the ground, write something on the ground, and maybe hope, okay, maybe it land. Maybe it'll land somewhere. No, 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 no. Not with Jesus. Not with Jesus. And he stooped down. Watch this now, verse 8. He stooped down and, 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 and wrote on the ground. I'm talking, I'm getting there. I'm getting where I'm going. Taking me a little while. And he, and he, and he and again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Uh-oh. And they which heard it. Say what I mean? They understood it. They understood that he was who he was writing about and what sin they had committed. And when they heard it, being convicted by their own consciousness, went out. How'd they go out? One by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman, watch this now. Wherever she at, when first this whole thing started, she was sitting now, guess what? She's standing. She's standing. And watch what she says. Watch what she says. Because this is where we got to be. See, we, see, see, she didn't say, see, most church folks would say this. Because I know church folks. Most church folks would say this. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. You're a good savior. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. She, she didn't say that, Margaret. Watch what she says. Because, see, see, we don't need a savior. See, some of y'all, I need a savior. No, 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 you, you don't need a savior. You need a Lord. Amen. You need a Lord. You need a Lord, not a savior. Some people just want to be saved. See, the one thief on the cross, he just wanted to be saved. Save yourself and save me. That's, that's 90% of the church. We just want to get out of our mess without nobody knowing Watch what she says. And when Jesus lifted her up, he saw none but the woman. And he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Have no man condemned thee. How about that? And she said, no man. Lord. Lord. Not thank you for not allowing. No, no. Lord. And Jesus said unto her. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. How about that? How about that? What a wonderful story. What a wonderful story. See, we, see, we, we, we quick. You know, you talk to the worldly people, you worry a bit. You're just not, just not, just not. You can't judge. We can judge. Amen. We can judge. Amen. We, see, they, see, 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 Satan, what Satan's good at, he only, he only gives you half the verse. He only gives you half the story. See, this is how they operate. 
We, should, we can judge. But you, we can't judge with a beam in our eye. Amen. You, you, ever, had, you, you ever had something in your eye? I, I remember, y'all remember Jake had the surgery in his eye and he had to keep his head down? Uh-huh. You know, for how long? About a month or so? Okay. It wasn't a big thing in his eye. It was just something little had misfunction in his eye. You ever had something go in your eye? Remember what we used to do back in the day? We start rinsing it out, then we pull it to the side, try to blow it out. <laughs> then we used to do that, didn't we? Y'all, y'all make me feel old in here. <laughs> but we would, we would open it up and we have our little buddy try to blow it out, blow more spit in there than anything. <laughs> but we, because it would just irritate you. Amen. Irritate. When you have something little in your eye, it irritates you. But if you got a beam in your eye, and I've seen this kind of stuff, where I've seen a guy get stabbed in the eye with a shank in the eye. And they teach you what they teach you in, in first aid. Leave it in. Leave it in and get them where? Okay? Now you look like a fool in the hospital. They got a little speck in my eye. They put some little eye drops in there. But if you got a beam in your eye, that's some serious stuff. Amen. So what, what was happening, what these folks was judging with a beam in their eye. You got a big old beam in your eye. You know, it, it, it's like, it's like well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this, or whatever, whatever it is. But you doing everything. You doing big things. Mm-hmm. And you tell this person, well, you know what? You, you, need to, you need to stop eating so much macaroni and cheese. <laughs> okay? But you smoking crack and, 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 and hair on and shooting up. Judge not. Watch this. Stay with me. That you not be judged. For what judgment you judge, you shall be judged with the measure of meat. And it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye? I mean, it's something small. But consider if not the beam that is in your own eye. Stay with me. Stay with me. Because most folks will stop right there. Or how will thou say to thy brother, let me put out the moat in thy eye when thou have, behold, a beam in thy own eye? Thou hypocrite. Here we go. First, cast out the beam in thy own eye. Then shall thou see clearly to cast out the moat that's in thy brother's eye. Now, that's, that's, that's the important part. We should, we should, we should judge. I, I mean, I would want you. I'm like David. Hey, judge me, check me, test me, reprove me, help me, because you're gonna make me better. Amen. If it's done right, if it's done proper, brother. If a man be overtaken in a fault, all of us have been there. If a man or a woman be overtaken in a fault, watch what it says in Galatians six one. Ye which are spiritual. Ye which have taken the time to remove the beam out of your own eye. And when you remove a beam out of your own eye, you realize that you ain't got it all together. If you got to remove a beam out of your eye, it's going to change the way you look at somebody else. Okay? Because like, 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 like I said, 
Anybody in here got it all together? Raise your hand. Ain't no hands going up. Anybody here got it all together? Raise your hand. Anybody in here feel invincible? Raise your hand. See, that's not happening. But that's why, that's why Paul writes this. And this is coming from Paul. If a man be overtaken in a fall. Overtaken in a fall, okay? This, this thing is getting the best of him. Ye which are spiritual. Ye which have, are walking with the Lord. You who understand God's grace and God's mercy and God's kindness. That's what he's talking about when he says spiritual. It don't mean you who speak in tongues. Amen. Amen. See, 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 they, 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 they tainted the word spiritual. Now anymore, you say I'm spiritual, that means something crazy. No, the spiritual means I'm walking with the Lord. I am walking with the Lord. I understand how God has forgiven me of my sins, and he can do the same thing for you. That's what it means to be spiritual. Amen. And when that person comes to you, he is coming to you with a different, whole different way of looking at life because he understands we in this flesh. And sometimes this flesh overtakes us. Okay? Ain't no use you sending, sending in Joe Frazier to help somebody. Because he's going to knock them out. Okay? We all don't know Joe Frazier. He had a good left hook. That's what he was known for. Got all he with it. Restore such a one in the spirit of what? Meekness. 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 What is meekness? Power under control. Power under control. Why? Considering thyself, lest thy also be tempted. Uh, you, 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 you see where I'm going with this. Okay? Okay? That's the text. If a heart, if a heart condemn us not. That means that mean you have taken your heart issues, you've taken your problems, you've taken all your issues, and you set them down before the Lord. And you say, Lord, all this stuff. This is all I can remember. This is all I can remember I've ever done crazy. Some piles will be real big. Okay? Some piles may be real small. Some piles may be smaller, you know? I don't think Cindy and Toya's pile will be as big as, you know, me and Justin's. They had little piles. Me and Jeremy and Justin, Jake, Jake would have a big pile. Okay? But it's a pile. And we take it and put it for the Lord. We said, Lord, this is all I got. Lord, please. Okay? And you know what? Watch what the text says. Let me, let me go watch. Watch what the text says. We can put our power before the Lord. And it says, if our hearts condemn us not. We've done all we can. And, and as far as we know in our hearts, we've asked God to forgive us for everything we've ever done in our lives. And in, 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 in our humanness, we are in a right relationship with the Lord. How about that? Have everybody done that? Have we all done that? Seriously, I, I'm not, I'm just, you don't have the answer right now, but answer to yourself. Have you, have you laid it all before the Lord and say, Lord, listen, take it away. I'm done with it. And if we do that, listen, our heart won't condemn us. But if we hold back a few things, we hold back on stuff, well, I'm going to let them go with all that, but I'm, I'm keeping some of this stuff because it's important to me and I, I can't let these things go. Then our heart's not going to be right with the Lord. Amen. My heart going you ever talk to someone? I, you, 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 listen, I talk to people all the time. And a lot of people I talk to right away, I know their hearts ain't right with the Lord because they start arguing with me. I say, well, what about this? They say, well, you know what? If, 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 if you, this LGBT month, okay? Margaret went out here decorating. 
which is a good thing. You, you can't convince me. Nobody in the LGB movement can convince me that, that, that God's all right with that. Amen. Okay? Now, I don't say that to be, I don't say that to be mean or anything, because I got some LGBT people that I really love and, and care for and would love to see them really come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay? Amen. I'm not out there going to burn a flag, and I'm out there, you know, I'm, a, I'm just saying, they need what I got. Amen. Okay? They need what I got. But they, they're not going to go tell me that they're comfortable with that. They say, well, you know what? I'm comfortable with this, and I think God approves of it. Nope. The Bible don't, see, the Bible don't support that. Amen, amen, amen. Now, now I'm, not, I'm not talking about people of the world. I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ. Because the world prove everything. Okay? The world prove everything. But I'm talking about people of God. And I got some loved ones that... I will, I, see, see, I will have no problem. I, I, I would love to say, I got some loved ones that are struggling with that thing. Okay? That'd be a whole different, whole different thing. Then to say, I got some loved ones who are cool with it, think it's all right, and God has approved of it, and, and, and they were born that way. Mm. What's my point? Your heart got to condemn you. If you're going to be right with God, your heart's, your heart's got to condemn you. Okay? If your heart don't condemn you, and, and, and God who knows everything about you, you, you ain't got a chance. I'm going to help making sense. Watch what David says. Not a David in here. This is David, King David, greatest king of all Israel, giant slayer. Okay? Greatest king in all Israel. What David says in Psalms 90 and 8. He said, thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins. In light of thy countenance, God knows everything about us. So when we, when we put our list together of all the stuff we can remember doing, God, God smiles and say, well, you left out a lot. <laughs> then he smiles, Jeremy, and say, and, and, and if he was to say, what about this, Jerry? Remember this? Back when you was like nine? See, that, that's how God is. He's all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He was there. Amen. Okay? Uh, he, and he don't hold it against us because he knows we done done all we could. Okay? Watch. <laughs> a healthy conscience is essential for a right relationship with God. Okay? Nobody's perfect. Nobody's got it all together. But we can take it to the Lord. What's our verse? First John what? One nine. And we what? Confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us. See, a lot of us are stressed out. A lot of us are going through because we got so much unconfessed sins in our life. Sometimes we just say, you know what? Take it away. Take it away and watch the peace come. Think about, think about some of the things you stopped doing and, and you've seen immediate a sense of peace in your life. Think about when you stop hanging around certain people and, and, and there's a peace in your life. See, I, I believe it, it, as a Christian, as a child of God, you got to learn how to, to be happy with yourself. Amen. Okay? Amen. You can just get in the car or just get out in the yard and you and God working and talking. How about that? How about that? And if we don't condemn ourselves, 
We don't have a problem with God. Well, I'm running out of time with a lot of material. You know, I hate it when I run out of a lot of time with a lot of material. Let me, let me get to the last point. Let me get to the last point. Well, this, will, this will all come back. This will all come back. This will all come back. Hot dog. All right. Verse 21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, okay, then we have confidence with God. If our heart condemn us not, if you, if you sit there and laid it all on the table and you say, God, deal with it, guess what? That's, I'm just reading the verse. Beloved, brothers and sisters in Christ, if our heart condemn us not, meaning I've done all I can to make reconciliation with God, I've laid it all out, okay? Amen. Okay? Then we have confidence with God. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing like it. There's, nothing, there's not a peace you can, you can compare it with when you have confidence toward God. God ain't mad at you. So, you know, I, I, I talk to people a lot, and, and one of the things I would always say, how are you and God getting along? Well, we ain't getting along. A lot of people tell us just like that. We ain't getting along. Because of this, because of that. And, 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 and you got to get along with God. As a child of God, how are you going to be mad at your daddy? Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence with, toward God. Let me give you one story and I'm going to close in, in Luke 18 and 19, here we go with these Pharisees again. See, they, they was a bad bunch. They was a bad bunch. Luke 18 and, and, and 9, it says this, and he spake this parable of, unto certain which trusted in themselves. See, when you're not getting along with God, when, when you can't condemn yourself, when you can't lay it all out, you say, you know, I don't need God. I'm a self-made man. I'm going to handle this my own way, Okay. And he spoke this parable, certain which trusted in themselves that, that they were righteous and despised others. The righteous man, the, the, the self-righteous man, always looking down on folks. And guess what? You can always find people to look down on. Amen. They used to ask me, they say, they say, pastor, they wouldn't say pastor, they said, sergeant, well, how you get along with all these inmates? All these inmates, they just love you. And then you don't never have no problem with them. They do anything you ask them to do. And I would, I would tell them every time, I would tell them the same thing. You know what? You need to learn how to look up to people. Because a lot of officers come into prison, they look at that, well, look at him. And he did this, and he did this, and he ain't no good. They all need to die. They all need to go to hell. They all need to electrocute them all. And I would hear that stuff. And I'd say, word not for grace. If I would say it all the time, I'd say, wear it out for grace. Uh-huh. I'd be right in here wearing blue uniform too. Amen. And i say, when you learn who you are and what God has done for you, it'll change how you talk to people. It'll change how you talk to people. When I, when I hear people rough, talk to people hard and coarse, I say, you, you don't know. I know they don't know God. I know they don't know God. He spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves and they were righteous and despised others. So you can't be righteous without people to despise. You need some people. You need people to hate and look down on because they make you feel like you got it all together. And that's what this Pharisee was doing. Watch what he said. Two men went up into the temple to pray. Two men went up into the temple to pray and they should have been going up there to confess their sins. 
Amen. That's what they, that's the, that should start off all the prayers. Listen, first of all, Father, I thank you for saving me, for delivering me, for forgiving me for my sins, okay? For dying on the cross. When we say he died on the cross, what did he die on the cross for? For our sins. Amen. For our sins. But not, 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 these, not these two, not this one. The one of Pharisee, the other publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Okay? He prayed with himself. Know why? Because nobody was listening. Other than the other than the other one, the other publican was there. It was just two men in the temple, and he was praying by himself because God was not hearing him. Okay? Watch. And he said to himself, I thank thee that I am not as other men. How, what, what, a, what, what a crazy way to start a prayer off. I, I dare, double dare any of y'all. You know, Jake and Columbus and, 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 and Deacon Jeremy, you come up here and, and say that ever. I thank God. I ain't like some of these fools in this church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, now he already, see, now you know why he praying to himself. Nobody hearing that. He said, I thank thee, really talking to himself, that I'm not like other men, extortioners he was, unjust he was, and he probably was one of the ones that brought the woman there, he called an adulterer, and, and even as this publican, now he's now he getting ready to pat himself on the back. I fast twice in a week. Well, in, in, in Jewish custom, it was only required really once a year. He did it twice a week. I give tithes of all I possess. Yeah. And the publican, the tax collector, standing afar off, realizing, realizing that he has been, his, his heart has condemned him. His heart has condemned him to the point he's not even coming close to this altar. Okay? And the publican standing afar off would not so much as lift up his eyes unto heaven. Watch this now. But smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. How about that? God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. How about that? I can say that over and over and over. Because that's what we all are. Everybody was saved. Everybody was saved. Everybody that knows Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior, has said that word. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And watch what Jesus says. And I tell you, and I tell you, it's not me telling you, this is Jesus saying this. Because he knows what? He knows the heart. I ain't talking about, I ain't talking about the heart, you know, you know, blessed is the pure in heart. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a heart free of cholesterol and, and, and arteriosclerosis or anything like that. Not, not, not. A pure heart means a heart right with God. Amen. A heart right with God. He said this man left with a heart that God can work with. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. Justified. What's justified mean? Just as if I have never sinned. Justified. Justified. Rather than the other. Don't even mention his name. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Amen. Exalted. Exalted. 
Let me close. Now, some folks, some folks' conscience don't work. You run into people whose conscience don't work. They don't have no conscience. They have a, they have a consciousness that God has, has just shut down. We don't know that. Turn it over. Romans 1, 28. Now, you, got, now you may not, I don't want you to think that you talk to this person because I don't think you need to know who these people is that hearts have been turned over because I think we have responsibility to what? Preach the gospel. Amen. Keep telling them about Jesus. You know, when Jesus turns somebody over to a reprobate heart, that's his business. Okay? Because somebody might have looked at me one and said, you know what? He reprobate. I don't know if my brothers and sisters used that word when we was little. They call, we called each other some names now. You know, we, we went everywhere, but we didn't do the mama stuff that they do now. But we called each other some stuff. I don't know if everybody, I don't, we probably didn't know that word. We wasn't Bible kids when we came up. You reprobate. Can you imagine calling somebody now? Romans 128. And even as they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge, here we go. God gave them up. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. How about that? Some people God has turned over. I don't think God's turned nobody over here. I think everybody here know the Lord. I think everybody here know the Lord, have a desire to know the Lord, want to know more about the Lord. I think that's important. I think that's a sign that you're growing. That's a sign that, you, that you're in a right relationship with God because you want to sit here and, and, and hear about the word of God and learn about the word of God and grow and grow and grow. Growing hard. It's like our children. If our children ain't growing, if our children lose their appetite, if our children, you know, they, you take your kid to the doctor and they do this, and they go, ah, they do all this, and they want to make sure all the motor skills is working. You know what? I hope y'all motor skills is working. Amen. I hope your spiritual motor skills is working. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of God. Thank you, Father God, for, for allowing us to stand before you and offer up all our troubles. Amen. And have you deal with them. Have you deal with them. We've laid them on before you. And in and, 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 and our heart, I pray that our hearts don't condemn us, that we've done the best we can. And you can do the rest. Amen. You can do the rest. Clean us up. Give us strength. Give us peace. Give us power. Give us courage. Give us courage to be all that you would want us to be. We pray these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.